You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year. The golfers are in Augusta, Georgia to compete for the coveted jacket. And DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports, is putting you in the center of the action by giving you a shot to land in the green. This week, DraftKings is giving you a free shot at $1 million top prize when you download and sign up using promo code THPN. If you haven't tried DraftKings Daily Fantasy, this is the time. It's easy to play. Pick six golfers, stay under the salary cap, and submit your lineup before the tournament tees off early Thursday morning. Then sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. Rack up points for pars, birdies, finishing positions, and more. Even though you may not be able to hit the course with the pros, DraftKings is giving you the chance to scratch your competitive itch and reign supreme. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at the $1 million top prize. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at the $1 million top prize only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports betting perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith and Ian Cameron, and veteran sports writer Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, April the 7th. Ian Cameron and Jimmy Murphy with you today as we're ready to break down this Wednesday uh, NHL card. Uh, It is a smaller card today. Uh, on this uh, Wednesday. Uh, before we get to that, uh, since we've got a, a shorter slate today uh, with the NHL, uh, we're going to look back on uh, the Tuesday uh, NHL card, a little bit, some interesting games. Uh, the team that Jimmy covers, the Boston Bruins and Jeremy Swayman's first NHL start and no Charlie McAvoy, a last minute uh, scratch as well. And the Bruins uh, find a way, uh, dig in and, and get a road win against the Flyers last night by a score of four to two. Carolina, Florida, what a great hockey game that was. Back and forth, Carolina with a big third-period rally to beat the Panthers uh, by a score of 5-2. to two. Uh, Give Jimmy Murphy credit for predicting the Anaheim Ducks would take down the San Jose Sharks as big underdogs. They did just that uh, with a 5-1 to one victory over San Jose. Uh, again, Martin Jones he plays well against L.A., he plays well against Minnesota. Sorry for uh, Ted Terry Edelman that I mentioned that. Uh, but other than that, he has uh, had a tough time this season. Uh, in net, and he went back to that last night uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks. Uh, so some interesting results on the ice uh, last night, definitely an NHL action uh, when you looked at it. Uh, Dallas Stars, uh, a disappointing performance from them. They fall to Chicago uh, by a score of 3-2. to two. And how about the Red Hot Rangers? Uh, take apart the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Big victory uh, for the New York Rangers. Look, that team can make the playoffs. If they get hot and they can go on a run, they can push. 
these top four teams in the East Division. They've certainly got the scoring right now. And Mika Zabanajad finds the back of the net once again. Panarin scored one of New York's goals last night. It's a red hot Rangers team right now. And Shesterkin is playing his best hockey of the season in net. Keep an eye on that Rangers team. Uh, they're putting it together at the right time of year. Uh, Jimmy, uh, what do you think about some of the action we saw last night? Well, yeah, I mean, thanks for the credit there. And the Ducks, it just seemed like there was something stinky about that. It just, it didn't smell right. That was the feeling I got. And, you know, thankfully I was right on that one. But uh, I think that's a great point by you with the Rangers there, Ian. I mean, they're quietly, nobody's really talking about them. They're quietly doing things we thought they were going to do a lot earlier in the season. But, of course, they've had some setbacks. They, you know, they had Trouber off for a while. And then the Panarin situation, just a lot of things kind of backfired on them. But they're starting to really find their groove. And, you know, you mentioned the Bruins and the Flyers there. Big win for the Bruins there. I thought a really gutsy win, to be honest. I mean, they they were just – if you were betting uh, live betting last night, you bet the Bruins after that second period, man, then you're, you're Nostradamus because uh, that was that was one of the ugliest periods I've seen the Boston <laughs> Bruins play in years. I mean, that was just disgusting. And thank God for that rookie. Once again, a rookie Bruins goalie, this time Jeremy Swayman coming in. But, you know, while those teams are sort of battling for that last spot, the Rangers are gaining steam as well. So. Uh, I, I think if one lesson I'll take from last night is that that fight for that final spot in the East is going to be a dogfight between the Flyers and the Rangers and the Bruins. Uh, and I would ride the Rangers going forward here because I, I think you're going to get a lot of good value on them for the time being. Yeah, I think they're a bet on team for me in my eyes right now and starting to not only play better, but uh, beat some good teams as well. They beat Washington, they beat yep. the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're stepping up against the good teams in the NHL. So good to see for the Rangers. Uh, let's see what we can uh, uncover for betting opportunities on this Wednesday card. We'll start with the – now keep an eye on this start time, 5 o'clock Eastern, and a late afternoon start here. Edmonton, Oilers, Ottawa Senators, Edmonton, minus 200 uh, road favorites in this game. The total six, six and a half, uh, although there, it was six initially, and now we're seeing it bet heavily towards six and a half. And you see the goaltending matchup, you can understand why that is. I mean, you've got Miko Koskinen, who has clearly been inferior to Mike Smith, this year for the Oilers, that's why Mike Smith's been starting most of the games. He's been the better goalie uh, for the Oilers. Koskinen has struggled uh, much of the season in his starts. And on the other side, you're going to have a returning uh, Hogberg uh, in net for the uh, Ottawa Senators uh, in this matchup. And he's not very good, not in the uh, minimal starts that he had uh, this season. So there's been a big push to the over. I'm fully on board and in agreement with that. Uh, as far as the side goes, I'm not rushing to lay 200 uh, or with Edmonton or even take uh, Edmonton uh, on the, in the regulation line against this hard-trying Ottawa team. Yeah, even against Winnipeg the other night, I was fortunate to hang on with the Jets in regulation. And there's the Senators down 4-1, no quit, two third-period goals, make it 4-3, make Winnipeg sweat in the final minute or two. Uh, the compete level for the Senators is consistently there. And so while Edmonton's the better team, you like them to maybe win the game. It's tough to go against Ottawa consistently getting this kind of getting these kind of prices, knowing just how hard they play night in and night out. And even when they're trailing in a game, they just keep on coming and keep on coming. Like I say, they put a little bit of fright into Winnipeg down the stretch the other night. So uh, I'm off the side, but I do think we see goals both ways. Two suspect goalies. Uh, I like over the total here. There is still a six out there at William Hill. Uh, and a couple other books, six and a half elsewhere. Shop around, see if you can get a six. Even at six and a half, uh, I've still got to look over the total uh, in this game. Uh, Jimmy, what's your take here, Edmonton, Ottawa? 
Uh, my take is I'm with you. I, I like a lot of goals in this game for sure. Uh, I'm actually going to make an effect. I'm not going to go on the on the overall total, but I will go on the first period over uh, in this one, over one and a half between the Oilers and the centers. I think they get off to a roaring start. All right. First period over uh, as well. I might add that too. you know, early goals, early goals late. I've been doing that a little bit more lately in terms of uh, goals being scored. Uh, split it up between the first uh, period uh, and the full game. And that's exactly uh, what I'm going to do here. I'll go first period over and also that full game over six minus 125, even at six and a half. Uh, I recommend it still at that number. Uh, Montreal and Toronto should be a good one here. We've got the uh, Leafs minus 150 home favorites, total six shaded to the under. Gary Price did not make the trip uh, to Toronto uh, for this game, so it's going to be Jake Allen uh, in net for the Habs. Not a big deal. Allen's good. Uh, Allen's had a nice season for the Habs. I don't mind that one bit. It's not like, wow, Montreal's doomed without Gary Price. No, uh, Jake Allen's played well this season for the Habs in net. What will hurt them is Brendan Gallagher being out week to week. That guy, I'll have him on his team. I'll have him on my team any day, any night, any season. Just the work ethic, the compete, just take hacks and whacks and cross checks and sticks to the face and sticks to the back of the leg in front of the net to try to score goals. Just a heart and soul player. You miss that guy when he's out. And now the Habs are unfortunately going to be without him uh, for a decent period of time. Uh, Toronto, a great road trip uh, through Alberta or not through Alberta, through Winnipeg and Calgary, I should say. Uh, they played, uh, they swept those four games, 4-0 against Winnipeg and Calgary, uh, won all four games. Uh, Jack Campbell continues his undefeated start uh, as a starting goaltender for the Toronto Maple Leafs. He continues to be absolutely sensational, night in and night out for this team. Yeah, it's tough to go against Toronto. However, the one thing I am interested in, I don't think I will. I would look at a Montreal full game bet here, but you do have the Leafs off a perfect road trip, coming home, maybe a little slow start, and maybe an opportunity for Montreal to jump on them early. I don't know if they can sustain it for 60 minutes. So maybe a lean, and I might make this official with Montreal first period uh, in this game at a plus price, that maybe the first period, first 20 minutes with Toronto off the road trip, not that it was a pain, uh, taxing road trip, it was just two cities, uh, Winnipeg and Calgary, four games all together. But still, that first period, you might get Toronto a little... Uh, shaky, a little sloppy, a little lethargic coming back home for that first game. Uh, I don't know if Montreal would has the horses to win the game because we've seen Toronto fall behind early at times and still come back and win. Uh, so to me, uh, if I, I haven't bet it yet. I'm thinking about it, but definitely leaning at least Montreal first period here uh, at a plus price uh, in this game. Jimmy, anything for you with the Canadians and the Leafs? Yeah, you know, you bring up a great point there. They're missing Carey Price, but that's great for the Habs. Yes, I just said that. That is a good thing. <laughs> Carey Price sucks this year. I don't know how much more we have to say it. He had his little good spurt after the new coach came in there, but come on. They're nowhere without uh, Jake Allen. Jake Allen has been the better goalie right now. And I, I like, I know Gallagher's a huge loss. That's, I agree with you, Ian. That's something that really, when it comes down and when it comes to the playoffs, you know, He'll be missed if he's not able to get back in there. But the one good thing is, I'm reading, they can use his uh, LTIR cap space uh, and maybe bring in another asset before next Monday's deadline. But I love the Habs tonight. I, I, I think this is a good spot for them. Toronto coming in, feeling really good about themselves. I know, I you know, I said whether it was yesterday or the day before, I do think they have matured. And so they're less prone to games like this where maybe they let the clippings get to them. But I just I like this spot right now, and it just means more, I think, in terms of getting the win 
to the Montreal Canadiens than it does to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So give me the Habs in regulation. Loving that plus 210 I'm looking at right now. Wow, there we go. We're going bold here. I like Montreal a little bit, the first period specifically. Uh, Jimmy liking them to win the game and do it in 60 minutes, plus 210. The price Let's you can get with the uh, Montreal Canadiens there uh, in regulation tonight. Uh, how about Eric Stahl? I mean, you got to feel happy for him. He goes from the uh, outhouse to the penthouse, that smelly, stenchy outhouse in Buffalo, and, and all of a sudden to the penthouse in Montreal, a prospective playoff team, and scores the overtime game-winning goal to come back and beat Edmonton. Uh, the other night. Uh, so you got to talk about a guy that's thrilled to be where he is right now. Uh, Eric Stahl, no question about it. Uh, very happy to be out of Buffalo and here uh, in Montreal uh, with the Canadians. So yeah, they've still got Gallagher out, Armia out, Sherrod out, but uh, I think they could jump on the Leafs early and uh, Jimmy liking them to win the game here uh, in regulation. I'll take them probably in the first period here tonight. Uh, Vegas and St. Louis. We've got Vegas minus 145. Uh, road favorites, total five and a half, shaded to the over uh, in this game. Uh, cashed with the over and with Vegas uh, the last game. And Vegas was the best bet for me on the uh, Ice Guys show uh, on Monday night. Uh, I'm not jumping off Vegas here. I mean, the zigzag theory and saying, hey, it's time to look maybe that the Blues in a bounce back spot after a shellacking uh, that they took at the hands of the Golden Knights. There's nothing that's good about St. Louis. You look at them on the ice, they don't look right. You look at their statistical profile, it's not good. You know, it's a team that's declined defensively. The high danger chances allowed have gone up. The expected goals against have gone up. The expected goals for have gone down. I mean, this is just a declining team statistically. When you watch the Blues play on television, night in and night out, it looks like a declining team uh, with what you see with your own two eyes. I know they got Colton Pareko back, and that was a surprise. They weren't expecting him back necessarily that quickly, but he did return. Should help the St. Louis Blues, especially on that blue line, which has struggled long, uh, you know, and it should help this team having him back. But still, even in the first game back with him, out of sorts, turning over the puck, penalty kill struggling. Obviously, you need a save from your goalie. Billy Huso wasn't very good either the other night uh, against the Golden Knights. But still, you're talking about a St. Louis team that's just got major crisis of confidence issues right now, big time. Uh, and to the point now where, look, Arizona and San Jose kind of feel like they have got every bit as good a chance, if not more than St. Louis to get that final playoff spot, you know, in that West division. So uh, it is definitely backs against the wall time for St. Louis. So yeah, maybe you see that tonight, desperation, urgency, but you should have seen that multiple games in a row from this team. And they're still finding ways to lose. And they've lost to some bad teams as well. Uh, this uh, Blues team. So I don't like what I'm seeing from them. Not one bit. They may not be best bet for me on the show today, Vegas, like they were the other night, but I'm still going to back them again here. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights minus 140. I just think they're better right now than St. Louis. And St. Louis can't get out of their own way at the moment. And definitely the over uh, is something that I would probably lean with once again uh, in this matchup with the Golden Knights and Blues. They've actually trended over the total quite a bit when these two teams go head to head. So Vegas and over the other night for me, probably the same tonight, Vegas and over the total. Jimmy, what do you What I like is uh, I like the Knights a lot in this game right now. And I, I think St. Louis is about to blow it up. That's what I mean. I'm hearing a lot of chatter. There could be a lot of movement coming out of the St. Louis Blues in the next few days. They just have underachieved. That's the bottom line. And, and, and it's not getting better. You know, like you said, you have these spurts of, uh, you know, motivated play out there, but then we're, it disappears. So uh, who knows what's going on with them? But uh, I love the Vegas Golden Knights in this. So give me my first 
and only Jimmy Puck line uh, on the Vegas Golden Knights. All right, liking the uh, Vegas Golden Knights on the puck line, uh, minus one and a half to get the job done here uh, in this one against the uh, St. Louis Blues, the struggling uh, St. Louis Blues. So we'll see if uh, uh, the struggles continue here uh, in this game uh, for St. Louis against a Vegas team uh, that uh, obviously uh, dominated them the other night. Colorado, Minnesota, Colorado minus 185 road favorites, total five and a half shaded to the over uh, in this game. Minnesota hasn't been able to defend Colorado. And we have now seen that three, four games in a row, the, the two games in Denver, the, the, the game the other night uh, that they played the Avalanche. I don't know what changes here. Uh, maybe Minnesota plays better offensively. And look, Minnesota kept coming at Colorado. Give them credit. I mean, Colorado just uh, – that's what they can do. I mean, first period was nice for Minnesota. And, and then all of a sudden, here comes Colorado in that second period. And they had a huge period. Uh, and took it to the uh, Wild. But the Wild showed you a little gumption, showed you a little uh, resolve, uh, a little fight back, a pushback, if you will, uh, in the third period the other night. That was good to see. You know, they didn't just let that game go away, go quietly into the night with a whimper. You know, Minnesota kept battling in that game. So uh, we'll see in the rematch here what they can do. Uh, he got a pretty good effort at times. The first period, parts of the third period were good. It was really the second period that just completely did in the Minnesota Wild. And when you're bad in one period, that's sometimes all it takes, you know, against this Colorado team that now they've got their offense fully engaged uh, right now. We've talked about it for weeks, Ranton and Landeskog and McKinnon, but it's not just them. I mean, they're getting the second line, the third line and the fourth line chipping in offensively consistently uh, for this Colorado team. Uh, I'm off the side here. I mean, Colorado has definitely had the better of it against Minnesota. Uh, but, and I know Minnesota is probably going to come back with a pretty good effort here. Maybe a Minnesota first period, like the other night, you would think they have their best foot forward in the first 20 minutes of the game uh, after losing the game the other night, but the over I'm sticking with that because Minnesota's shown no ability. doesn't matter. Talbot doesn't matter. Kakinen doesn't matter. Who's in net. They've shown no ability to keep Colorado from putting the puck in the net uh, against them. So I do think Colorado gets their offense once again tonight, but as we saw the other night, Minnesota, you know, they were able to find the back of the net and they were able to do it against Philip Grubauer, who's had a very good season. They got four goals in that game. So overstays at five and a half. I'm a little bit surprised they kept the total at five and a half, given the fact we just saw five, four game the other night with these two teams. So uh, pass on the side, but I'm going to jump in on the over, which I had the other night with these two teams. I'm going to come right back to it here uh, once again. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Colorado, Minnesota rematch. Yeah, I mean, I'm sticking with Colorado in this. Uh, they're just playing really good hockey right now, and they they look to be on a mission uh, ever since McCarr and Byram came back. So they're they're rolling right now. I like Colorado uh, to win. I'm going to take them in regulation, and then I also like the over in the first period. So two official plays in this game for me. All right, Colorado in regulation, which you can get uh, at around you know minus one twenty. Minus 130 in that range. And then you can get uh, the first period over uh, as well with the uh, Avalanche and the Wild. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't talk you out of the uh, first period over either uh, in this game. Yeah, and uh, like I said for Colorado, they're getting, you know, Jonas Donskoy is stepping up offensively. It's it's some of their uh, depth forwards as well. We've seen Comfort offensively chip in a little bit as well. So there's been a lot of good things right now that we're seeing from Colorado. It's their depth scoring. They're getting the chances their expected goals, like if you look into that stuff, expected goals for percentages and, and expected goal margins for and against, they're through the roof. 
for this Colorado team. The statistical profile can't look any better than it currently does for them. And now the performance on the ice that you're seeing from Colorado is matching that statistical profile. Uh, and that is why you're seeing this team uh, really living up to their potential right now. They look like a juggernaut. They do. And, and people were always a little hesitant. I mean, even our even our guy here, uh, Jimmy Murphy, was a little hesitant on, you know, Philip Grubauer. You know, would he be truly the number one capable goalie for this team? However, the one little concern I have, it's not Grubauer. It's what's going to happen if he gets injured. You know, you do worry about that. Francois, you can't rely on him uh, to stay healthy. Hunter Miska couldn't get the job done. Look, Jonas Johansson is not a serviceable, reliable backup option in my mind. That's your one, uh, one concern about Colorado. What if? some significant long-term injury happens to Philip Grubauer. There's no goaltender be behind him, Jimmy, that I trust right now for the avalanche. Your cup hopes could be up in smoke like that if something happens you know, to Philip Grubauer because Miska hasn't shown the ability to get it done. Forget Jonas Johansson. I don't think he's got the ability at this point. You might have to address that. They thought they addressed it with Johansson, but I thought they could have done better than that. We'll have to wait and see. I think we have to give Johansson a little bit more time, maybe as a start uh, in, in some uh, future starting opportunities. But just on paper, I don't have the utmost confidence in him. Yeah, uh, sorry, I thought it was muted there. Yeah, you know what, Ian? I'll tell you. I, I mean, I still think that they make another deal for a goalie. I, I really do. I, you know, they, the goalie market's starting to pick up right now. A lot more buzz about different goalies. Darcy Cumpers and I, I keep hearing right now. I don't think he's going to stay where he is. Uh, even Devin Dubinick, maybe. So I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if you see uh, Colorado pick a, a goalie up. And, you know, I, I think people might think it's crazy right now to hear it. But even here in Boston, my colleague Joe Haggerty wrote about it. I think one of the, the Bruins goalies, I don't think Tuka Rask, based on his health, because nobody wants to take a chance, but – I mean, if he can come back and play a string, they got, you know, Swayman and uh, Vladar, they can back up Rask, and they've shown they can do it. Who knows if maybe Yar Halak uh, is on the move before the deadline. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, again, the deadline is fast approaching. I mean, when, we're, when we do the show on Monday, uh, April the 12th, which is trade deadline day, it'll be the last hour leading up to the deadline. Yeah. So. Uh, if we have any trades that are reported on the air, I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll mention them for sure. Uh, but, yeah, that'll be a crazy show on Monday when we do the Ice Guys show right at the very end of the uh, trade deadline, going into that uh, when the deadline hits at 3 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. Somebody uh, says Eric, price to Colorado on the chat room here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're Jimmy Murphy, you're not going to like that deal for Colorado either. Uh, in no. terms of <laughs> he's not the answer. Hey, Price is better than Jonas Johansson and Hunter. Oh, yeah, for sure. Very least. I mean, or it's no question. Uh, next up, we've got uh, Arizona-LA final game. Uh, LA minus 110, uh, home favorites, total five and a half, shade of the under. Look, LA's not playing good. I, I don't want to back the Kings right now. They're struggling uh, big time. Uh, Peterson and Quick and Net have been fighting the puck in recent games. The offense has sort of slowed down. The defense has kind of crumbled as well. You've seen LA give up some goals lately uh, as well. And look, Arizona's feeling it. We mentioned it the other day. They got their offense going. Kessel, Garland, uh, you know, Keller, uh, multiple guys on this Arizona team are finally starting to find the back of the net. How about Bunting uh, for this uh, Arizona team? Score Michael Bunting scoring multiple goals. Depth forward for the Arizona Coyotes getting involved in the uh, offense uh, the other night. 
Uh, they're still, of course, uh, starting Aiden Hill uh, every night with the injuries to Kemper and uh, Ronta still, uh, but he's been able to do enough to get the job done, largely because finally he's getting some offensive support, which again, Arizona hasn't had much of the season. So uh, this is a game where I think first period over is something that Alex likes. Uh, I'll make sure to post his uh, plays for the uh, Wednesday card on the uh, Patreon page, patreon.com slash ice guys. I uh, remember uh, a reminder, I should say that our card is posted there every single day on the Patreon page uh, of the bets we recommend on the show. And sometimes I'll add some bets later after the show that I didn't mention on the show. Cause I'm on the fence at the time we do the show, I'm on the fence with some of those bets, and then I'll at, put them on the card on the Patreon page because I usually post that about an hour or two before puck drop, 5 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Eastern. So uh, make sure you check that out, patreon.com slash iceguys for the daily Ice Guys card. It gets posted there. Uh, I do definitely right now lean first period over in this game. I, I would only look Arizona here. Uh, I mean, to me, they're the team that's got a lot more to play for. They're battling for that fourth playoff spot. L.A. ain't making the playoffs. And they're starting to find some offense. So I lean first period over, full game over, and Arizona. Haven't locked in anything yet, but those are my three leans currently with that game. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Arizona, Los Angeles. Yeah, I say start Harlan like the Coyotes. I, I love the Coyotes right now. I'm really starting to become a fan of watch. I've been staying up for some of their games. And uh, they're a fun team to watch right now. And so I'm with you. I like the over in this game. And I'm also going to take the Coyotes in regulation uh, to beat the Kings here for some great value there. I, I Maybe it's something they don't know, but I don't, I don't see how you could uh, lean on the Kings right now as a favorite against a team that is just rocketing up the standings. Yeah, they sure are. They're playing a great, great uh, hockey right now, the Arizona Coyotes, and uh, playing like a team that wants to make the playoffs. Again, they got a taste of playoff hockey last year uh, in the bubble, and, and they want more of it uh, this year. Uh, they beat Nashville, but, of course, they lost to uh, Colorado. Uh, no shame in that, but uh, Aiden Hill to me—that's the one. That's why I kind of like the over too, because I think Aiden Hill is still—you know—the more he starts, it's kind of like Reimer. It's kind of like yeah. all of these backup goalies. The yeah. more they start, the more teams see them, the more they're vulnerable because teams know their tendencies, teams know their weaknesses, and, and I think you're going to start seeing that with uh, Aiden Hill. He's going to continue to struggle the more he has to see the net and get these starts with both Kemper and Ranta uh, on the mend. Uh, for yeah. the Arizona Coyotes. It's definitely not a hill to die on, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well said. Well said. Uh, all right. Great <laughs> stuff, Jimmy. Uh, there's the uh, – yeah. Not the, uh, no, no, no. I got the little rim shot there for that one. Very well done. Yeah. All right. That is the Wednesday NHL card. Uh, before we get to best bets, a reminder, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. And when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you've got the you got deposit bonuses, weekly specials, incentives, great time of year, baseball every day, NHL and NBA coming up down the stretch. We've got the NFL draft later this month. I'm sure you'll see player props with that. So there's all kinds of reasons to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, sign up for an account, and use the promo code THPN. All right, it is time for best bets for this Wednesday uh, NHL card. Not a lot to choose from. Uh, only five games, uh, but Jimmy, if you had to go best bet, what are you do? What, what are you? Where are you going for best bet for this Wednesday slate? I'm going to stay right there with the game we just finished on there with the uh, Arizona Coyotes uh, in regulation. That's going to be my best bet tonight. I just like I said, they're a good team to watch right now, and definitely watch them coming towards the deadline here. 
All right, Arizona Coyotes in regulation uh, at a very good plus price. You can get around plus 170 even in some spots with that uh, Arizona uh, in regulation uh, against the LA Kings. Uh, my best bet is going to be I'm going to look for goals with Edmonton and Ottawa uh, over six minus 125. You give me uh, the two uh, mediocre, struggling goalies. Koskinen doesn't play uh, as much lately. You got to wonder if he's sharp. Hogberg hasn't played in forever, and when he did play, he wasn't really all that great and all that spectacular. I think we see goals and bunches with the Oilers and the Senators. Edmonton, Ottawa, over six, minus 125. Uh, that is going to be my best bet for this Wednesday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the show. A reminder, if you uh, can't tune in live on YouTube to watch the Ice Guys show seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, you can download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms. For Jimmy Murphy, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Wednesday. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're all a little crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone, even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can. Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time.
No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.